Hey y'all! It's Sandra and Katie. You're probably most annoying two best friends, but <laughs> we're stuck with each other. And most bipolar, by the way. Oh yeah, we That's are. That's true. We'll probably fight one month, and the next month we're probably like, I love you so much! But that's real sisterhood for you. Let's just give them an intro about who we are as people. Okay. So, we're two girls from New Hampshire. Where do you live? I don't want to tell people where I live. You she, crazy? Lives in, she lives in northern New Hampshire. <laughs> I live in southern New Hampshire. Um, so, she's like with the... The towny folk, small town. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my high school class probably had 200 kids max. Yeah, and I grew up in kind of near a city, um, smaller city compared to most, but I graduated with about 800 kids, um, and my high school is the largest high school in New England. Just a little bit about like where we come from, that kind of thing. Um, mm. I'm 23 years old. I'm 21, gonna be 22 in May. She's super excited about that, obviously. We also live very different lives, which I think is important to tell. So I have my own house with my boyfriend, who's been my partner on and off again for about seven years now. Um, we have two dogs between the two of us, a golden doodle and a pit bull terrier. And we're renovating our house right now. And I have a full-time job and I'm pursuing a master's degree. So when Katie describes, you'll see very different. What do you do as, as work? Oh, I work with children. I'm a program specialist for an after-school program. So I am the single one on this podcast. I live with my mom. My mom's a single mom. Um, Dad's still in the picture, but, you know, kind of also not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And, yeah, no partner, no interest. I'm kind of in that fuck men phase. Um, Not really, like, fuck men, but more like... Yeah, I don't want to deal with anybody else's bullshit but my own kind of phase. Um, so I'm loving that. That's been going good. I work from home. I'm a product marketing assistant, and it sounds a lot more fancy than it is. I'm really a quoting specialist, so I quote parts and send them to our sales team to quote the customers. I'm not really in love with what I do. Um, it's just a job that allows me to live the lifestyle that I want right now. And being 23, I've just kind of figured out that nobody knows what the fuck they want to do with their life. Um, and I'm just, I'm okay riding this wave for a little bit. Pays good and gets me what I want. One thing that I think's really funny, that I think, that I think is really funny, is that I am the older sibling in my family and Katie is the younger sibling in her family. And I only have one brother and he is five years older. And I am the oldest of six girls with a 10-year age gap between the youngest. My parents are divorced. They all didn't have all six. I have one full biological sister who's only three years younger. But yeah, it's a dramatic age change. So we are going to start with our first episode just so you guys get to know us and see if you like our personalities by asking each other 150 fun questions to ask friends from your BFF to your new pals by Teen Vogue. And we will be honest we are not gonna fake love each other that's not our relationship we will be 100% honest with you guys I'm not asking all 151 that'd be insane yeah that'd be a little bit much (laughs) what embarrassed you the most or what's been the most embarrassing moment that I have done with you hands down it's the bar in Manchester okay (laughs) she said she's gonna be 100% honest I didn't say that there's certain things in our friendship that I will keep private because I respect her. I'd say the most embarrassing for me, only because she, like, blacked out, buddy. 
And she's been 21. Like, yeah. but I, she also turned 21 in COVID, so I completely understand how she hasn't really had time to experience things. Um, but also, she's 21. She's been drinking for quite some time, quite longer than I have, actually. Um, so in my head, you know, you'd think that someone could contain themselves, but I guess not. So I was DD that night anyway, because she came down to me in Southern New Hampshire and we went out. Um, and it kind of hit me that she was not really okay when she like started having like, you know, those like insanely long conversations with like people that you don't know. Um, yeah, when that started happening, I was like, yeah, this girl's fucked um she's fucking cocked right now so that started happening and then she just you know sat at a table and just started crying uh and i was like god fucking damn it zandra i was like before we went out that night i was like okay you can get as drunk as you want but do not fucking cry do not cry i don't do well with crying i am so insensitive when people cry and I know this about myself, so please do not put me in a situation where you're going to fucking cry because I'm not going to be very polite about it. I'm going to be like, okay, we're leaving. Like, and that's just what I did. I was like, we should leave. And she was like, no, I'll be okay. And then she was like, you're mad at me. And oh my God, she wouldn't stop repeating that. And I was like, dude, I'm not mad. Now I just want to go home. Like, I'm not mad about it. I saw it coming. Did you not see the warning that I told you? Like, I, I knew it was coming. But it was more like, okay, I just want to leave now. Because, like, you're drunk. It's going to take some time to get to the car, you know? And it fucking did, man. Um, <laughs> They're, like, ten feet away we were from the car. Yeah, so we left. She ended up throwing up in the car and the whole way home. And, oh, my God, I had to hold her puke jug because I was scared that she would fall asleep when I was driving. And bro, I work out all the time, every day. And my tricep has never been that fucking sore, man. Um, just because it's like my, I have small arms. So I'm like reaching at full extension across the fucking, you know, mill. And so I can hold her puke jug to her chest. Um... You're a true friend. Hannah Montana's playing in the background right now. Her Converse, <laughs> I think she was wearing, were ruined oh that god. night. Those were gross. Um, and oh my god, my I left the puke jug outside my house <laughs> because I was just more concerned when we got back about getting her in in a safe manner. So I left it in the yard, and a few days later, my mom was mowing the grass, and she goes, Caitlin, and that's my real name, and I go, yeah, and she goes... Why is there a puke jug outside? I didn't know this. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, I. that's my bad. I left it out there. And she knew why. Um, I wasn't fucking throwing up. So she knew whose it was. And I was like, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. And y'all, I've never struggled that hard to pick something up without throwing up before. I was quite literally, like, gagging. Had to walk away, go back, walk away, go back. Like, I was almost puking. Just picking the jug up. There's no throw up on the outside of the jug, but it's a clear jug, so I, uh, I could just see it sloshing around. <laughs> it was fucking disgusting, but I did it. You're a true friend, buddy. You are. But that's true definitely friend. the most embarrassing time. You ready for the next one? Yeah, you gotta answer it. Oh, when we got into the fight in front of Seth and Alex. 
What fight? We got, we were drunk. We were here and we both got, I was being, I was, so my boyfriend's best friend is named Seth and I like to push his buttons when he's drunk and I was definitely pushing buttons. Seth was out there with us mm-hmm. and Alex was sleeping. Okay, it was in front of Seth. It was just in front of Seth. Yeah, that it was still because she was drunk and I am usually the one that's always sober in the group or like I've only had like one or two drinks the entire night and that mm-hmm. was one of those nights so I was pretty much fucking sober. And she's just, like, in her feels, man. And she just, like, starts, like, being so dramatic about all these certain things. But that's what Seth and I typically do. Because typically, Alex will go to bed, and Seth and I, because Katie doesn't come up a lot because just so far away, and we both have dogs. So, like, that transition is really hard for us. But typically, Alex will pass out, and it will be me and Seth up, and I will, I highly enjoy. We have these little, like, crying fest together yeah, and i like i just said earlier i'm very insensitive um so when things like that happen i just kind of like shut down and i'm like not gonna deal with it um which is what happened so it yeah. caused a riff man but the next day we were both like i'm sorry yeah, <laughs> we walked, cuddled in bed i walked in here and i was like i was like i'm sorry i was like i don't like fighting with you which is true i don't like fighting with anybody i think it's fucking stupid and it's a waste of time and energy. Um, so I was like, I'm sorry, like, because I knew that before I went to bed, I did hurt her feelings, and I didn't mean to do that. But I just went meant more so for the conversation in that direction to stop. And I realized that after I went to bed, but I also was like, it's time to go to bed. At first, I I took it personally because that's how I take everything. And but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay. Yeah, that wasn't the time. Seth wasn't in a good place. He was throwing up. Katie was, like, trying to take care of him, and I was trying to start shit. Like, that wasn't the time. Yeah. And go! (laughs) What is your love language? How do you receive love, and how do you give love? So, naturally? Yeah. Okay, so naturally, I give love by acts of service. So, like, my ex all the time, he owned an apartment, and like I said, I live with my mom. Um, so just to make his life easier, like, and so that he could focus on the things that he wanted to do, I would, like, do his dishes, I would make dinner, like, do his laundry, and, like, those are things I don't mind doing. I'm just trying to make, make it so that he can spend quality time with me. Um, because that is how I receive love. Um, so in a way, I don't really know if that would be a selfish thing, but I did that to make his life easier in a way. So he could spend more time with me and be more focused on why I was there, visiting him and stuff like that. Um, But receiving love, I would say physical touch, which is something I came to terms with after we broke up, (laughs) Um, and definitely quality time. What about you? Um, I definitely give love through gifts. I have such strong ADHD that listening to people talk, I wish I was better at it, but I get so distracted. I wish I could be a good friend, so then I'll make it up through gifts and be like, I promise I love you. I promise I was listening. Like, for example, this week. Yeah. She called me, and she was really upset and talking about her ex, and I just get so distracted, and it's hard for me, but I do listen. I do listen to what you're going through. I just never know how to respond either, so gifts is the way I'm like, I did listen. I saw that you were going through a hard time. I got you an empowering book and a self-care book. Yeah, because I'm doing this challenge, so I have to read books. So, that was nice. Um, How I... I wish... I love gifts. I'm 
yeah, I do love giving gifts and I love receiving gifts. So I guess for me, the way my love language for receiving is quality time and gifts. For me, I know people are like, that's so shallow. But for me, it's like a physical thing you can look at and be like, they do care. Some, sometimes with all my mental issues, I won't remember that. And then I can look at them and be like, nope, they were there. They listened. They cared. That makes sense. I mean, like, for me, it's not even, like, about, about the amount of, like, money that you spent on something. It's, like, I feel like a gift for you could also be, like, a note. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, something so simple and easy and takes really, like, honestly minimal time. But mm. it's just, like, a reminder, like, a physical reminder of, like, wow, this person cares about me. Exactly. Like, people always hear, they're like, your love language is gifts. I'm like, yeah, because if you actually listen to the person and you actually give a gift that means something, that means so much to someone. That's me. I always hold, like, um, hold on to things for a really long time if it meant something to me or if it's not something that's, like, easily replaceable. Exactly. I'm glad I'm not alone in this. (laughs) (laughs) What is your earliest childhood memory? of yourself that will always make you laugh i edited that one a little bit that will always make me laugh yeah i don't know honestly do you have one that sticks out um i fall a lot even as an adult in one time i was like three or four and i was running through a field and there was this giant log that was clear to be seen and my mom has the picture somewhere it was like this giant tree log and I don't even know how I missed it. The thing was bigger than me, and I ran right into it. Oh, my God. Fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't really think I have one. Okay. Um, what was the last lie you told? I don't really lie a lot. Yeah. I, I kind of live a pretty fucking honest life. Like, I'm the type of person that, like, you'll be like, okay, like, I need your honest feedback. And I'm like... Uh, you were gonna get my honest feedback anyway. <laughs> like, okay. Um, for me, it was that I liked my boyfriend's new haircut. Ooh. <laughs> he just gets this military cut, but he's not in the military, and it just drives me crazy. Um. Oh, this is a good one for us. Have you ever experienced a friendship breakup, and what did it teach you? I've experienced a lot of friendship breakups. Actually... Last night. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, tea time. Um, So, last night, I'm with this, like, group of friends, and um, they're, like, a newer group of friends to me. I met them all at the gym. Um, Like I said, I'm a very active person. So, they all work out. I work out. um, And, actually, I, I started hanging out with them because one of them graduated high school with my brother. So, you know... That being said, like I said, my brother's five years older. They're all like five, three to five years older than me. Um, Some even more. And last night we went out, we went bowling. um, And essentially, like, there was just like some chaos that happened. All kinds of chaos. I'm with two couples and, um, sorry, three couples. And um, one of our, like, mutual friends who's also single like me just wow yeah so and it it, like ended up that one of the girls um we're gonna call her sally sally ended up picking a fight with um we're gonna call him john so sally was picking a fight with john out of nowhere and 
at the end of the night, John texted Sally, like, hey, um, just so you're aware, like, our friendship's over, um, and, like, I'm done, like, trying to be your friend, don't even bother responding, like, you're, you can consider yourself blocked. So, Sally is, the only reason that me and a bunch of other people in that friend group were friends with Sally is because of John and Sally's friendship. So, like, the ringleaders. Right, like, that's where the friendship all stemmed from. Um, so, when most of us are friends with John first, um, obviously it's kind of like Sally is the, not the outcast, Mm -hmm. but, like, if their friendship were to end, most of us would still be friends with John because that's where our friendship began, and it just kind of expanded onto Sally because they became friends. So, we, meaning me and John's girlfriend, got a text And she pretty much was like, hey, so John doesn't want to be friends anymore. And this text was from Sally. And she was pretty much saying, like, just because me and John aren't friends, that means we can't be friends. So um, you can consider yourselves blocked. What the fuck did you do? Right? (laughs) And I was like, I, she like sent a bunch of texts like in a row. And once she said blocking y'all, like quote unquote, I was like, <laughs> so I just responded back and I was like, have fun with that. You know, that little sarcasm, like, I don't really care. Um, she's caused more damage in my life the past few months than anything and any friendship ever has. So I was like, good riddance, like, goodbye. That was around like 1130 that that text was sent to me and John's girlfriend. And like, she continued to like proceed to text us for like another hour to hour and a half. She was looking for a reaction from you. She yeah, wanted you to John's care more. John's girlfriend was like, she's definitely just trying to mani- like manipulate us. Like, don't respond. And I was like, yeah, no. That, like, one text I sent back was enough for me. Um, but, yeah, like, she's older than me. Like, I'm the youngest in the friend group by a few years. So it's kind of like, wow. Um, it's just another reminder that nobody has their shit together. Um And it's kind of honestly sad how immature people are in this generation. Like, it's honestly fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that was my most recent friend breakup. It literally was last night. And it wasn't, like, my friend. But it was, like, a mutual friend. Yeah. So, complete tangent off what you were saying. So, I work with the children, right? And so, the one thing that everyone taught me is that, and especially today, is when you take a kid, they give them two years younger just because of all the schooling and every, all the developmental stages they missed. Do you think that applies for adults? I don't know. I think adults are honestly just whacked up people. Do you think it's because of the pandemic or just because this is our generation? No, I think it's just our generation. Like, we either, you either have, like, those people that are really in touch with their emotions, kind of like me and you. Mm-hmm. Like, very in touch with ourselves. We know what we want. We're mature about it. We approach things, like, effectively and efficiently and sometimes, too, head on. And then there are other people that, like, just kind of mosey through life, like, everything's a joke. Um, and that's totally fine. Like, I still vibe with those people. That's John, for example. Yeah, they're just very different. It's, it's just honestly because of how we were brought up. I agree. It's just the generation. There's a quite a big divide. Actually, I call it the 20-somethings of personality-wise. Like, I work with a 29-year-old, a 25-year-old. 22 year old and 24 year old and all of our personalities are extremely different but it's like you can all get along too and it makes yeah it realistically that makes no sense you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah like why would a 22 year old really relate to a 29 year old in reality they really wouldn't Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just crazy oh i didn't even answer it i didn't even answer the friendship breakup one 
Um, I'm really non-confrontational, so I just won't text them ever again. <laughs> That's how it works. If we get in a fight, you probably won't hear from me. That's just you know, and that's true because after that night that we talked about earlier with the embarrassing story, uh-huh. I like kind of knew that, and that's why I don't apologize really. Uh, yeah. So when I apologize, I actually fucking mean it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that's why I came in here, cause I kind of sensed that. Like I sensed that if I left that day and I didn't say anything and I just fucking left, that we would just not be friends. Yeah, I'm the type of friend that I just. I don't know. Like, withdraw. Yeah, and I think it's because, like, when I have friends, I don't have a lot of friends, and I'm aware of that, but the friends who do, they mean so much to me, and it hurt me, the idea of hurting them a lot hurts me, Um, and I just, like, avoid that pain. (laughs) That makes sense. It's a trauma response. I just avoid that pain, so yeah, my, well, all my friendship breakups, I've gotten back together with those friends, but I have not. It's been a while. So, like, my earliest friendship breakup was in 2014. It's now 2022, and we became friends again in 2020. So, that was a six-year. We grew. We moved on from it. We got in arguments. We gave each other space for a month. We grew, and we moved on from it. Um, but, yeah, I don't really take things head on. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to hide in the corner and cry about it. <laughs> my thing is I'm so strong-willed that once I make a decision, it's made. And I don't look back. Which is kind of terrifying, but also, like, kind of peaceful. (laughs) Well, I think that helps us a lot, too, because you'll make the decision. I will look at it like, well, if we did this, this will happen. Or this could happen if we did this. Like, I'll look at it and be like, these are all the possible end games that we're going to encounter. And you'll be like, well, we're going this way. And that's what I think I need in my life. (laughs) Just some direction. Some confidence. I think this was a great first episode. I taught, I think it will teach everyone a lot about us and our personalities and who we are. I think so too. It's pretty basic, but I mean, just like sometimes asking yourself some simple questions can make you understand people more. Yeah. I mean, our whole goal with this podcast is a lot of female podcasters tend to take 20 something views and put them in this crazy light. And for me, I really want girls who are growing up like 16, 17 to see that there's different views of a 20-something life and you don't feel have to feel pressured especially with social media to live your life a certain way and like for me my goal with this podcast isn't necessarily that it's more like when I listen to like other podcasts that are like widely known with female people um I it always seems so drastic and dramatic and like really out there And in reality, like, most people aren't like that. Like, most girls I don't get along with because they're like that. Um, So my thing is, like, for the other 23-year-olds or whatever out there, like, close to my age, like, I hope that you know that, like, I'm like you and we don't have to live these crazy lives. But, yeah, there are some crazy parts of our lives that make us who we are. Yeah, so we hope that you keep listening to us and listen to more of our episodes because... We just want to be able to help you and be good role models. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, guys, that was our first episode of the Single and Smitten podcast. I really appreciate you all listening to us and bearing with us. There was definitely some dog noise in the background. Again, it's our first episode. It's not like we have producers backing us and we can keep our dogs away from us. Um, If you could give us a follow on Instagram, we are the Single and Smitten is what our Instagram handle is. Um, Please feel free to DM us if there's anything you want us to talk about, if there's anything you liked or didn't like that we said we just want to be here for you guys so if you could just give us a follow and we look forward to having you guys listen to us for next week thank you all